Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> and welcome to a very special episode of Dear Bear Book Club. <laughs> I'm Nikki. And I'm Kirsty. And if you haven't guessed, uh, this is our Christmas special. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah. What a year it is for Christmas, too. Yeah. Because it's my first Christmas not working in retail. And I am fucking living it up. I am... And it's the first Christmas in your house, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, we've almost been in the house for a year, so it kind of doesn't really feel like a new house anymore. So maybe that's why that's mm-hmm. not the part that's exciting. But it was very exciting to decorate our house for the first time. And this year, because I'm not such a Grinch like I normally am, Mm -hmm. we got a real tree. So yes, love it. It's great. And also, it's great. You know, I just feel like so good having just regular seasonal depression and not regular (laughs) depression as well. I said that to Eva the other day, but I honestly feel it because, like, you still get the same, like, oh, fuck, like, it's dark when you go to work in the morning. It's dark when you come home at night. It's like you barely see the sun. Yeah. And, like, that, that always that, began for me. That part always sucked. But now I don't have the underlying, like, depression about where am I going with my life? What am I still doing in retail? I've said 150 times that I didn't want to work another Christmas in retail. Yeah. So that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. I'm a and, little jealous of that, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. it's so, I'm now working in retail this Christmas, but it's not like bonkers retail. It's like working in a like working warehouse hardware store. So like it's not yeah. it's as not like, Christmassy. So like yeah. right now the like Boxing Day sales are starting. So mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does sell appliances. That's all like its own crazy thing. Oh, but yeah, I can only imagine. I also don't do sales. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Completely different ball thing. It's super annoying when people are like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Like, ugh. So, I'll try not to get into it. But- <laughs> oh, no. I'm so happy for you. Like, this is so great. I'm so happy. I want you to know, and I want everyone out there to know. That it gets better. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that it's hard because when I was in it, I didn't like, I couldn't possibly see another way out. And even when I was in it and I was like, maybe one day I'll feel happy again. I always thought that everybody had like a low grade misery in their life. Like there was no way of getting around it. And I mean, look at the world right now. Like there's 100% that was depression. There's Um, very little to be happy about right now in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to feel grateful and all that, you know, dumb bullshit that everybody says all the time. It's like when yeah. you're in that place, it's like, well, I don't see what you're what's so great about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you that it gets better. <laughs> and yep. I'm living my best life. And I passed Yay. my fucking test. Ah! <sighs> <sighs> yeah, so Christmas has been great this year. I'm glad I actually, I'm, I was going to take it on, like, December the 9th, so I'm glad that I ended up moving it up, and I'm also really yeah. happy that it 
didn't mean that I failed. But that means that yeah. I had the entire month to like enjoy Christmas. Plus, mm-hmm. I get time off at Christmas now, which is just like yeah. to me. That doesn't make any yep. sense to me. It's great. <laughs> when I went to put in the request off, I was like nervous. I got that same nervous feeling that I was yeah. that I had like trying to put time off in retail, but like it was approved in like 2 seconds. Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't think I'll ever stop being grateful for not working in retail. It's the best. Yeah. And like mine, I can't really complain. I'm very much part-time and very much like this is not the long term. Whereas before it was like, well, this is a good backup. Um, this yeah. is good otherwise. And then it kind of became the situation for a little while. And yes, I'm doing it right now, but I know it's not the long-term Forever. solution. So like I have yeah. a lot, way less stress doing this job than I ever had before because yeah. I care, but I care enough to get me through. Yeah, exactly. I don't care beyond that. And I've never really done that, but it's, I'm also like so busy with like, I'm doing my education degree and I'm doing my practicum, like all of that stuff. I have so many other things to be thinking about that yeah. I don't have time to sit and worry about my like part-time job really that much i think that that is like a good thing too is when you don't have when you fill your time with other stuff and other stuff that's important to you you stop you you, yeah you don't have time you don't have the time to worry about things that you don't need Mm -hmm. to be worried about so that's good yeah but it's super hard when you are depressed and anxious and you're like because you you don't have the energy to get out of that like rut that you're in like doing other things so difficult Um, i know yeah and jesus christ even this month this month like imploded for me like i was gonna say just personal life wise but i also like i had a cold when i started my practicum a week later i was like oh i'm fine and then i got the flu (laughs) so like, yeah this has been a rough it was time just not too. it's not been the greatest time like i've had some other things go on too oh lord yeah um but it's fine i'm okay and everyone else is relatively okay too it's just yeah a little bit different this year and that's fine um yeah yeah so it's rough though like yeah <laughs> Well, I was going to start off the episode with asking, um, what's your favorite Christmas memory? To get okay, us Christmas so this mood. is funny because when we were like preparing <laughs> earlier today and I was like, I'm coming home. I was like, we should ask about our favorite Christmas traditions. So this mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. And what's my favorite or Christmas, Christmas tra- memory? Or Christmas tradition. That's fine too. If okay. you have a Christmas tradition. I'm going to go with memory. Okay. Um, now... I'm not a religious person by, like, any means. That's not really my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in my hometown, I think there are almost as many churches as there are pubs. (laughs) And potentially the same amount of fish and chip shops. Like, it's pretty even standing. Yeah. Um, That says a lot about Scotland. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, heart disease, religion, and liver disease. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of my most fond memories is like the year before I moved to Canada and some of my family members would get together and go to like the Christmas Eve service at the church they went to. And I only really went because they sang Christmas carols and there was something like kind of really special about it. Mm-hmm. And they would make these like little um, Christmas ornament things called a Christingle. Um, and the Sunday school would make them. Um, and it was an orange that was to like, it all had symbols to it. So it was an orange to represent the world. There was a red ribbon around the orange that was to represent the blood of Christ. There was. Why, why does there always have to be blood in religion? Don't know. <laughs> At least it was a ribbon. Um, oh, God. They had, see those like cocktail spike things that you use for like appetizers and stuff? Like they had, yeah. I was like, I know they're not called cocktail sticks here, <laughs> and I cannot think of the name. Um, so toothpicks or cocktail sticks, they would be four of those stuck in as like four corners, and the, those are to represent the four corners of the world. They would put like little sweets or raisins on the forks, okay. and that would represent like the food of the world. And then right rammed in the very top of it was like a candle and then they would light it and that would be the light of the lord there's a um, lot there's a lot going on on there's that a moment. lot going on i wonder i'll look up a picture for you to see what a christingle looks like um i've painted I just, a very vivid picture here though but um, i just feel like there's too much maybe maybe i can say that there's too much happening on yeah, that ornament there's a lot and happening they're expecting um, too much from this ornament because uh, and they would make um they would make the Sunday school kids <laughs> make these Christingle ornaments. They would force um, them. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> let me see. Christingle ornament. Yeah, I'm not losing my mind. How to make a Christingle ornament. Oh, that's weird. Dear God. Yeah. So but, Okay, so then you hang that on your tree. That's a real orange. No, you don't hang it on your tree. But yeah, okay. it's a real orange. So, um, in the church, they would have a whole bunch of these and it would come to, um, like we'd sing a whole bunch of the Christmas carols. And that was really why we went, like my family only really went to church like once a year, some members of the family, but like me, my parents, my brother only really went once a year. And, um, the minister that was at that church was like super nice and like really like welcoming and just like a genuinely like nice fella. He also could like he would drink whiskey nips on the side. Like he like did my aunt's wedding and um after and I feel like I can talk about this because like unfortunately he did pass away a few years ago. But like he was like a relatively young guy too. Um still he was like older than my parents anyway whatever um he came to like the party afterwards that was just at like my um aunt's like sister-in-law's place and he was having some whiskey with my dad and my dad's like oh like do you need to take the bus home like because they'd organized a bus to take people back to our hometown and he was like no no i drove here it's fine and my dad was like well you've had a few whiskeys and he's like oh well the lord will guide me home um (laughs) Oh just boy. Like, yeah, but he was a super no. nice guy. Anyway, and he didn't die because of that either. Like or like Okay, well that's be, good to know. He's fine and he like I I don't know exactly what happened to him, but he did pass away a few years ago. 
So he would always like have his guitar too. He was just like a super chill person. Um, and it wasn't like like a like an alternative church or anything like that. It was like a united church, but like still. Anyway, we would go and they would sing Christmas carols and stuff. And when it would get to this particular performance, they would ask all of the children to like come up and get a Christingle. And they would have all the kids line up. So the way the church was, it had like one main aisle down the middle and then two skinny ones down the side. So there was like two masses of people. So they would have the kids line up along the middle aisle, along the top, and you would make a cross. And they would light all the candles and then they would turn off the lights. And then everyone would sing Silent Night. Mm-hmm. It was all, it was like a candle lit thing of Silent Night. And the last time, or one of the like very distinct memories, I think it was the last time that we were there. Um, I remember standing there with like my youngest cousin on my dad's side like with him because he needed like supervision to be standing with his Christingle um (laughs) singing Silent Night with him and we were like we could see our family right beside us and I just like it was like such a like a really special moment of like being all together and I'm not like religious by any means at all but it was just like a very and like Silent Night's are just a very nice Christmassy song um like very calming and it was always just like this like really beautiful moment um that just kind of sticks with me um hmm yeah that's nice or it was the one that like as soon as you said favorite christmas memory i was like oh i should probably say yeah. another favorite christmas memory was when joseph proposed on christmas eve so like that was kind of cool too oh um, <laughs> i should probably say that uh, <laughs> okay but does that really have to do with christmas no. Like, it happened on Christmas Eve, but it doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And I didn't even let him go fully down on one knee because I thought he was going to get covered in mud. So, like, I kind of, like, just, like, was like, get up! Um, <laughs> and I swear that he didn't actually ask me anything. He says that he did, but I'm like, yeah. Well, we're married now, so it doesn't really matter, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. That's why you have funny. to, like, look at him and be like, do you, do you like me? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I ask that all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just like a super nice memory um, that I have of Christmas. And it was like before I moved to Canada. And then like after that, like Christmases like were weird for a few years because we had to it start coming up same. with like new traditions. And like yeah. we didn't have family around. We lived here for um, like eight years before we went home for christmas mm-hmm. um and that's a long time mm-hmm. um so it was really special and that was the time that joseph proposed too so it was like really nice um then share those things and I, for some reason i was like yeah i want to like go to the christmas eve ceremony and whatever and then when we went i was just like yeah no not doing that i went <laughs> to the pub with my friends so and that was way better um yeah. not gonna lie um yeah I think we closed the pub that night too so yeah it's pretty good that's nice yeah um uh, what about I you know. i don't really have like a particular i just yeah i don't know i don't really think i have like a particular christmas that i remember being like the best christmas ever or the most special christmas memory or anything like that 
Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, remember the feeling of like being a kid on Christmas. And it just sucks so much because you'll never get that back. I guess maybe when once when you have kids, when or if we have kids, maybe yeah. you'll get to experience that like through them. But mm-hmm. like we used to um, go, we would usually switch. So like my mom's side of the family, we would either have that Christmas Eve and then my dad's would be Christmas Day where we would go out to the farm for Christmas Eve and sleep over that mm-hmm. night and then be back in the city for Christmas Day dinner. So every okay. year we would alternate. But like being out at the farm and we would go tubing on the quads and it would be so cold and you'd come in and grandma would make you like hot chocolate and my favorite kind of hot chocolate, which I was the only grandkid who ever liked the after eight hot chocolate. So like the mint hot chocolate. So my grandma would buy me like me special a tin every Christmas and I would get the after eight hot chocolate. Sweet. And you'd be so cold and you'd come in and you'd eat Christmas cookies and drink hot chocolate after after going and playing outside in the snow. And like my cousin who was older than us, she would always wake us up at like five in the morning and all the parents hated her. She would be like, they'd be like, they would sleep. They would have slept for like an hour longer if you hadn't woke them up. I was going to ask, was that like. when you were in your like your own house were you like an early riser or anything oh yeah still yeah and me and my brother would sit sit on the couch and just like look at our stockings and we would try to see what we could see like that was outside of the stockings oh yeah because you you have like a like a level house so like most things are on the one floor yeah Um, yeah because like and when we were little our bedrooms would have been like down that hallway yeah so all of the bedrooms were down that hallway. So we would yeah. like sit in the living room and wait for our parents to wake up. And we would just like look because we knew we weren't allowed to touch anything. <laughs> but we would just ah, sit on the couch see. and look and see what we could see that was out of the stocking. Yeah. Before my parents. The Christmases that I lived in like a like a, a one level house. Um, I don't really remember because it was like before I was like I remember parts of Christmas, but I don't remember like going in to get the presents. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. You know, well, you probably know this about me. I like to sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't sure. like to get up. Yeah. Ever. And <laughs> I have always been like that. Even when oh. you're a kid? Oh, yeah. So the first year that I was like aware of Christmas, my parents were like, oh my God, we're so excited. Um, She's going to like wake us up and stuff. And they had to come and wake me up. <laughs> And that has commenced every year of my life. And so Ross is the complete opposite, my brother. And my parents would hold him off for like a little while. And then they would be like, all right, now is an acceptable time. Go wake up your sister. Yeah. So like that was always the like the the last year was like waking me up. But yeah. because we lived on like a two story house um we were always like to sit at the very top of the stairs because like the stairs went like down and then there's like a little landing and then down again Mm -hmm. so um we'd have to sit at the very top of the stairs and we'd sit there and i always remember being like i'd have my pajamas on i'd have like my dressing gown on and just be like furious (laughs) that i was awake 
just sure. like i was like i'm cold i'm it's early it's dark outside yeah the fuck are we doing up like yeah. um couldn't didn't matter that like santa had left presents downstairs kirsty did no. not give a flying fuck fuck it because i had been woken up fuck you and, santa like, rudely woken up too yeah um <laughs> So, yeah, and Ross would be, like, vibrating beside me. Um, And then my dad would, like, go into the living room and obviously, like, switch on, like, the Christmas tree lights and, like, set a couple things up um, and then come. And, like, when we were very little, he, like, videoed it and stuff. So he would, like, have it all ready to go and then be like, oh, I think Santa's been. And then we'd have to, like, go down the stairs and then, like, oh like all that stuff so like waiting on the stairs was a thing but that was a thing with joseph and his family too so like the first time i had christmas with them we were all waiting on the stairs <laughs> to be allowed into the living room um hmm, interesting really yeah yeah and uh okay i do i have one memory but it's not even of christmas morning it was i remember we would always get our tree to decorate on december 1st and when i was a little little kid we used to get a real one and yeah. then my brother came along and he was like allergic or something. He would always get really stuffed up nose when we'd have a real one. So we switched to a fake one. Brothers really ruin everything. Like, I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, yeah. so I remember, again, I woke up super early in the morning because I was so excited to decorate the tree because you have to set the tree up, right? The real ones and you have to let the, the branches fall before you can decorate yeah. it. So I'm sitting there. And I'm pretty sure, like, December 1st would have been, like, a Friday. And then, so I would have been at school that day, but we went, like, that night to get our tree. And so I woke up early Saturday morning, and I'm just sitting there staring at the tree. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have cartoons. Maybe they did. Maybe that's what I was waiting for. Maybe I was up so early that the cartoons hadn't even started yet on CBC Kids. And Mm -hmm. they had a performance of the Nutcracker playing. So I was watching that on TV and just like looking up at our tree and being so fucking jazzed for Christmas because as only kids can be. And I'm pretty sure that's how I decided I wanted to be, like I wanted to take dance was because of that. Yeah. And that would have been when I was pretty young was because of that, the because I was watching the Nutcracker. Because I have been, I danced like, in my entire childhood pretty much like i think i started in grade one or something like that and went all the way until grade 12 so it would have been pretty early that i watched that and decided that i wanted to be a ballerina which it's still my goal to be on point because i never did get to be on point because it's so expensive there's like Mm -hmm. you have to buy all these shoes and you have to take two classes you have to take a regular ballet class and you have to take a conditioning class to like strengthen your ankles so that you don't just crack your ankles in half by going up on point. So I I still really want to do it. That's still like a goal of mine. And I wonder if I can still do it because I'm so old now. But I feel like maybe I could pay somebody private to take private lessons to go up, go up on point. I just oh, want yeah. to do it once. Maybe even have one performance where I'm up on point or something like that. But anyway, yeah, that's one Christmas memory. But like you said, we just have a farm and also so much food like we would have two christmas dinners in two days because like my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family and it was just the best 
Christmas yeah. was the best. That's as like a kid. we would have like two Christmas days, um, which is like now negotiating like me and Joseph's like different families and stuff. Like, um, it can be stressful, but I don't really remember that stress mm. as a child. But then me either. It wasn't very long in my life before, um, my uncle split from like my cousin's mom. So. Mm. Um, from that point onwards, we had two Christmases, and it was usually like the weekend before Christmas that yeah. my uncle would have my um, cousins. So we like had that as a full Christmas dinner and full Christmas day, and then we'd do the same like on Christmas day. And like sometimes we would host too, so like everybody would come to ours, and like my uncle would come, but without like my cousins, and my grandparents would come from both sides. But then other years it would just be like, like. In the morning, we'd get up, do presents and stuff, and then my mom's parents would come and visit us at our house, see our gifts and stuff like that, and then we'd go to, like, my dad's side of the family for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, kind of cool, like, having that, and I really do, like, like that where, like, my grandparents would come and see us in the morning, so, like, they didn't miss out on our Christmas day, like, they just came at a different point. But I think a couple times it confused my grandma because, like, the Queen's speech is on on Christmas Day. And there would be, like... There was definitely one year where we were, like, having Christmas. And it was, like, days before Christmas Day. Um, But because it was, like, our Christmas Day with my grandparents, my grandma was like, oh, my God, I forgot to record the Queen's speech. And, like, got herself all in a flap. And we were like... But it's, <laughs> yeah, like, happy. the 20th. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, you're fine. Um, but she, like, completely just, like, was, like, this is Christmas Day. Um, yeah. Hmm. So it's kind of sweet, too. Um, but she, like, completely forgot. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, I had another recovered memory. I <laughs> On my mom's side of the family, we had, one year we had, like, we were doing family photos. And mm-hmm. nothing, like, we didn't have a photographer or anything. We just literally sat up, set up, like, a tripod and just put a camera on it. And we were just, like, taking photos of the whole yep. family. And I remember, and all the photos are so horrible. And they're just the worst. Because I was so pumped that I got this purple and pink, like, watch. It was my very own watch. And I just, yep. in every single photo, you could see me, like, I have, I'm holding up my watch. And I'm like... I look like a psychopath and I'm like, I don't, and I was wearing, like, I'm wearing like my little Christmas dress. I was like six years old. I don't know. Maybe I was a bit older, but like, I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like you will never, cool. like, you will never be that excited about anything as an adult. You'll never have so, that much. Like. <laughs> I now have a recovered memory of a Christmas occasion. <laughs> okay so i for christmas one year got this like straightener crimper combo oh um, the tits yeah totally so like the plates would slide out and then you'd flip them and yeah. shove them in it's almost like those yeah. grills that you can buy with like the griddle tits <laughs> and then it flat it was 100 percent one of those that you could flip yeah. but it was for your hair yeah and, oh i was Definitely. jazzed to the tits about this thing but there are a collection of Christmas year photos from that particular year where it was like my mom's side of the family and oh my god, I can't believe there was like <laughs> fuck hell. Uh, 
<laughs> like my hair is really flat and yeah. my hair was not flat at all it was so crimped it was oh. like, it was like a triangle oh. <laughs> oh my god like see I'll have to find a picture of it like oh my god it's bringing me tears oh fuck it's so funny when I'm thinking of it oh. <laughs> um and in my grandparents' house, they had this like back bedroom, um, uh, which had like, um, a single bed, um, or two single beds in it. So like, when we were younger, my grandma would maybe invite me and my older cousin, who was like a, also a girl, like we were older, like about the same age, and then my brother and her brother who were about the same age. So like, sometimes they'd have us all over and then like the girls would top and tail and the boys would top and tail or you were in with your sibling or sometimes they would just have like me and my cousin over and then they'd have the boys over like the next weekend Mm. and so this picture is on one of the single beds and we are like placed in order like laying on top of each other (laughs) like in like a little pyramid with me and my fucking crimped triangle hair (laughs) um Oh my god. Uh, and I think there's another one where we're like um we're like with our I don't know. There's like a collection of these pictures cuz they did like a mini photo shoot, but we're just like on this random bed. There's no like backdrop or anything. We're just on this bed. Oh my god. Those pictures. Oh fuck. Yeah. There's some pretty Jesus interesting. Christ. I feel like Christmas is always and you're like hopped up on sugar and you're just like you can't like handle the excitement of gifts under the tree no. and not knowing not knowing what they are and like the mystery and the excitement it's just it's too much for a little kid but then see this from like a teacher's perspective the past couple of weeks we've oh, spent God, so much work doing imagine. kindness kindness work and then doing work of like i did a section in a class the other day um about you don't always get what you want and it was talking mm-hmm. about this little boy who the teacher said, I need two volunteers to help me with this special thing. And he volunteered, but he wasn't chosen. So then he was all grumpy in the picture. And they were like, well, what could you do? And like, they were all really good. They were like, there's breathing techniques you can use. Like kids are like up on it these days because they're being taught this mm. from like a very young age. Yeah. Um, or they were like, well, he can go outside and play outside for a little while like regulate himself i'm like well they didn't use the language regulate but like that's what they were getting at like he needs to do something to like calm himself Mm -hmm. um but we're like constantly being like okay so what if this happens like what would you do like and it's like all of these reminders because like this is the season of like ah there's so much going on there's so much sugar and stuff they're so excited Mm -hmm. um that like yeah we have a christmas like elf on the shelf too like Mm. Or like a classroom one, sorry, and not a Christmas mm-hmm. one. We have one of those, and I think they're creepy as all hell, but like, <laughs> whatever. Um, but the kids like name him every year, and like, yeah, seeing their reaction every day to find where he is in the classroom, mm-hmm. yeah, it's adorable. But yeah, <sighs> they're a lot this time of year and exhausting. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> It gets to a certain point, though, and you're like, okay, let's just do a Christmas-themed word search. Because these children are exhausted. Yeah. And I am, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. 
Christmas is the best. And I'm so glad yes. that now I'm back to liking it again instead of hating it. And on that note, yeah. let's let's take a minute and remind everybody to be kind to retail workers right now because they're yes. in a tough spot and their bosses are probably like, why aren't you making more money? Why isn't the store... You are making pawn. Yeah, why isn't the pawn. store clean enough? Why doesn't the shirt that you put on the mannequin have the specific tuck that we put in the photo, even though that tuck is photoshopped. I'm getting a bit of PTSD from talking about this right now. So I understand you. I see you. And just a reminder to everyone who's not in retail, be nice to retail people because they're just trying to get through. And when you have that one nice person in a day, it really helps. So just be nice. Let's all just be nice. Just be respectful. And... That's like that's my TED yeah. talk for today. Like the customer who caught me yawning today and was like, "We need to send you back to bed, dude." You were hilarious, and we got on really well today. And I was very glad for the fact that you were like, "You're tired." And I was like, "Yes, I am tired." Thank you for noticing. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Right. Anyway, let's well, tuck into some books. Yep. Do you usually read like any sort of Christmassy books? Like this is the first um... one that I've read in a long time. Mm-hmm. Actually, you remember my story about how um, my mom, I sh- my mom couldn't keep me in books, so she started giving me her books. The yeah. first ones that she gave me were Christmas books, even though it was like freaking August fifteenth or something like that. Yeah, because I feel like the she felt like the Christmas books were safer. Because there wasn't going to be anything too weird or crazy in them. Hmm. Which there still okay. was some stuff in there, let me tell you. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, uh. So those are like, and like, yeah. So I did read a few like every year after that. And then like kind of not really for the past, I don't know, for basically as long as I was working in retail. I basically didn't want to think about Christmas at all. Yeah. For, for the like, last even the other day, 10 years, we'll say. Joseph. Joseph was like putting Christmas music on in the car and I was like or while we were cooking dinner and I was like can we just not listen to Christmas music and he was like mm. why and I was like because I hear it every damn place I go like yeah I want just like normal noise right now and he was like okay yeah I no I, I get that, that day. Uh, no that makes sense I was just like no I don't want to listen to Christmas music I'm done with Christmas right now um yeah so it was like December 5th or something, probably. Um, No, I get it. You can only take so much Christmas music. Yeah. And it has to be, like, the good Christmas music, you know? It can't be the, like, Ariana... Like, no offense to Ariana Grande. I like her. And some of her Christmas music actually is really good. But Mm -hmm. hearing it three times a day, five days a week, for 10 years... And, like, it's all the really... The really poppy Christmas music... Is the worst yeah. to listen to, and they always play it like three times in one shift. I used to remember when I know that my shift was coming to an end because a song that I'd heard at the very beginning of my shift, I was now hearing it for the third time. So I knew I yeah. was coming to the end of my shift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when it came to the Christmas list. But mm-hmm. I have to say, 
that my current employer right now they must have done something different because it is not always christmas music that's playing and i'm here for it oh um, yeah today in all honesty i must have heard like a couple things because i then realized i was like humming or whistling christmas tunes so i think mm-hmm. i was like subconsciously hearing like little bits yeah. of them but i didn't really that hear it that much time. and then there was uh, these are a few of my favorite things like that mm-hmm. from the sound of music and i love yeah. that song and then i realized i was like almost singing it while i was helping a customer and i was like i need to tone it down today um but that's one of my favorite songs so um yeah yeah at the at the place that i was working at before i um was working at the place i'm working at now they would put in a christmas song like every three songs instead of like every song which Mm -hmm. the one place that i worked at it was all christmas music all the time but you could switch the radio stations it was weird. I don't know. Like they ha- they had specific stations that you could switch it to, so it wasn't always the same music playing in the in the stores all the time. Mm-hmm. So they had two Christmas stations. One of them was really bad. One of them was less bad, but still pretty bad. And it was like, ugh, yeah. And luckily, and then there was the whole like controversy. I remember one time when I first started working at the place that I was working at before I was before I started where I am now I was when I just started I had just started training and it was like November 1st so they started playing the Christmas music and like I said it was like interspersed in in the Mm -hmm. regular music but someone came up to the person that I was talking to or I was with my mentor and we were talking to one of the other managers and someone came up to the other manager and was like, this is so disrespectful that you're playing Christmas music and just like fucking went off on him. And it's like, yeah, maybe it is. But do you think that we can control that? Like, do you think if I could do anything about it, I would be standing here talking to you about it? No. So don't get mad at retail workers for things that are entirely out of their control. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, and if things doesn't make are any not sense. in stock. Um, yeah. Our store, maybe we should cut this out when it comes to editing. Our store is going through a renovation. So things are all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. And it sucks. So, Been like, there. two departments are switching and, like, they're moving stuff. So then people, like, there's signs when you come in saying, we're under construction. But people freak. <laughs> and, like, they're like, well, I was just down that aisle. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. That's where it's telling me it is. I don't know if it's now, like, they've fixed it in regards to, like, where your thing is. Like, what the deal is. What is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. And then I had a yeah. dude, oh my god, yesterday, who was like... See how, like, when somebody... Like, you're obviously not getting... They can tell you're not, like, fully understanding your point. But you're like, why do they keep asking me the same question? Mm. When you think to rephrase it... Yeah. Like, yeah, you think. Oh my god. This guy, like, asked me, so you're gonna order it, right? Because there wasn't, like, that particular thing he wanted. And I was like, well, you, you, so you wanted it ordered online? And he was like, well, no, like, you're gonna order it, though, right? And I was like, the well, all- there's none here. There's none at the other store that's, like, and like across the way from, like, across the city. There's none in the one that's, like, an hour and so away. And he was like, yeah, but, like, 
<laughs> when do you get more in? And I like couldn't so tell. Where do you think it's like, coming nobody, from? no store, because like we could see like if there was some coming in, I can usually see like this store is meant to get on this day. Um, mm-hmm. But it was saying like everywhere is just out of stock. So I was yeah. like, I don't know when we're going to get some in. And he was like, yeah, but are you going to order? And I was just thinking he kept wanting an order for him. And I was like, I don't think we can do that for this item. Like, I'm really sorry. Like, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, no. Like, are you going to order some so I can come in and buy it? How would you know that? (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? Like, you could have explained that, like, the second time I asked you and repeated the same fucking thing back to you. Because I was like, no. And then he looked at me as if I was like the weirdest fucking person. So then he would repeat it again to me and I'd be like, well, no, like there's none in those other stores. Like, what are you talking about? Um, He just, and oh, that drives me up the wall because clearly I'm not getting it. I'm not an idiot. And I think people just have such like a negative thing towards retail workers where they think that everybody's an idiot. And it's so patronizing and condescending Mm -hmm. and i was just like dude what the fuck so i was like yeah i'll let somebody know yeah no you're not (laughs) i know yeah well i remembered today but i'm like well i can't remember what it was to be honest like um and there's no way for me to look it up either so um, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter honestly you would tell someone and they would be like yeah sure and 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 it is something that we keep in regular stock so i'm like i'm guessing either they they have like the system does it automatically so either we just run out and there are things gonna submit for it or like we need to look into it either because we maybe aren't stocking it anymore like i don't know i'm not paying enough for that like yeah exactly anyway it was just a moment of contention yesterday where i was just like what the flying fuck um (laughs) but i have to you have to be so fucking nice we're just like oh once i realized i was like oh yeah i will have somebody do that today like i will talk to a manager like get that all figured out like no. fuck five minutes later do you think i'm gonna remember that like no, no. absolutely not Mm-mm. i don't remember a damn thing like no sometimes people tell me something and i'm like yeah what what are you talking about like i don't remember yeah. things like and yeah, you, like obviously this guy doesn't know me that I have a like a brain that's just mush. So <laughs> yeah, which doesn't exactly back me up for not being the like dumbass that he was suggesting I was. But like, come on, bro. Like, I'm not gonna make extra effort for you if you're a shit. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, okay, that was a anyway. major sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So okay. I think I'm going first. Yes, you are. This week, so this time, because I don't know, weeks aren't a thing anymore for us. Okay, so my Christmas book that I have done is called In a Holidays. Christina Lauren? By Christina Lauren, yep. Okay, have you read any books by Christina Lauren? Just this one. Nope. Okay, so (laughs) you know it's written by two ladies, right? This one? Christina Lauren is a duo that writes books. One is called Christina and the other one is called Lauren. So it's a pen name for a duo that work together. Um, I ended up finding these books like 
it wasn't long after Fifty Shades of Grey. I found, like, she had, like, a... And I always refer to her just as she. Like, they, I suppose, would be the better way. Um, and I'm pretty sure... Christina Lauren, let me just check. Um, yep, it's a writing duo. Um, so there was, like, a series that they had called... Um, oh, God, what the hell? Is it, oh, like, something combined to Combined pen name of Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. What did you just say? Does it have something to do with beautiful? Because I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, so her. there's like beautiful bastard, beautiful, like whatever. Um, the beautiful yeah. series. Yeah. Um, I read those and was like loving them. As like... Oh, just the covers. I don't think I can handle it. No. And now I'm like, <laughs> they were grotesque. Like... Oh. Clearly, I needed like what? hardcore smut in my life at that point in my lo- life. Like, sure, sure. This was before as husband, one does. Like all of that stuff. Yeah. Like I clearly well, needed something wasn't being satisfied. And, and I see that like the the love and other words. I've heard about that one. I've heard about okay. it. And so I also same thing. Just with the, finished the unhoneymooners. Like the, the other. That, day. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. So I just started, let's see, where are, like, where's bibliography on here? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so, okay, there's way more than what I read um, of, the like, that beautiful series. I, like, read Beautiful Bastard, Beautiful Stranger, Beautiful Bitch, Beautiful Bombshell, and I might have read Beautiful Player, but then there's, like, Beautiful Beginning, Beautiful Beloved, Beautiful Secret, Beautiful Boss, and Beautiful... <laughs> Didn't read the last ones of those. Mm. Um... Are so they about the are same standalone people? books. Hmm? Are they about oh, the same Oh, it's about, people? like, a group of people, and it's, like, different people. Like, I think oh. in one of them, it's, like, um, the first one, it's this guy and this girl, and then it's, like, her brother's the next one, and then his, like, best friend. Like, it's... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also read... Oh, I'm currently... Excuse me. Listening to my favorite Half-Night Stand. Oh, Yeah. I like it's okay. Um, and it came before the Unhoneymooners. I just needed something to like listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had noticed in a holidays, and then there's the soulmate equation, which looks yeah. really good. Um, and then something wilder. And I like the premise of something wilder. I just haven't like had a moment where like it felt like the right time to read it. Um, sure. but also like I went through a while where I was like uh, maybe beyond these books now like but i feel like they've kind of grown like the beautiful series to me like almost felt like fan fiction kind of like writing where it's like mm. a little less mature and that was a time where like i could really mm. see well like well 50 shades is fan fiction really yeah. and i could see where like the um the beautiful series like fit into that like kind of like box perfectly with that um yeah but these other ones i feel are like kind of like pretty good um but they're still very much like the romance genre anyway i want to hear what your thoughts are about holidays because well um, yeah that's interesting to know because like i have heard i had heard of these like the unhoneymooners love and other words I didn't know about the beautiful ones, but those ones look like mm-hmm. that's gonna be and a those pass ones, for me. <laughs> but those ones were like I think like their first like 
yeah foray into like getting published and writing and stuff so like yeah maybe don't judge Um, them entirely on that okay well i don't know this one was published so this was published in 2020 october 6th though so it was after the business and i'm sure you know to what i'm referring uh by gallery books what business? Oh, here, and if I would have just read on Goodreads, what business? I would have known. Oh, COVID. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'm I sure was it was like, written. I'm sure it was written what are before we talking COVID. About? Um, yeah, <laughs> it was written probably like, and they were probably just doing edits and shit like that, like when COVID was, yeah. was a thing. So I'm sure it was like written before that. Well, even it says like the the one that's coming out next year. They already have a rough publication date. Expected publication May 2023. So, yeah. yeah. They fix these things well ahead of time. Anyway, I didn't even look that far into it because I would have, like, Goodreads has it right there. Christina Lauren is the combined pen name of longtime writing partners slash best friend Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. What would ours be? Kirsty Nikki? Kirsty Nikki? <laughs> I feel like we would almost have to go with Bert and Brandt. Oh like, my god, that's so good. Yeah, that would be really good. Or Brandt yeah. Burton. Brandt is is technically a like you could be you can Brandt. you can also be called Burton. Um, I guess I think Burton Brandt snow, sounds snow, nice though. Snowboard company. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um. Anyway, apparently I didn't care enough to re- to read. Anyway, we'll or we would go with like. Nikki Burton or Kirsty Bryant. Um yeah, could do that too. Where it's like a good combination. Yeah. Or or we could just make up our like, own name. Yeah. Uh like Kirsty Nikki B, where it's just a B. It's the last letter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I think it's way too hard about a book that we're never going to write. Um, yeah. Um, okay, well, and I, I I can't see how writing a book with two people would work, but maybe I don't know, I know. anything about writing a book. I wondered if it was, like, alternate chapters, but not all their books are like that, so, like, I don't think that that's... Well, and, okay. Was it alternating okay. chapters in this book? No. Okay, no. yeah, I don't it's know all, how you it's would all, work for that. It's all from the perspective of one character. Yeah. But knowing that it's written by two people might explain some things now. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Here's the description. One Christmas wish, two brothers, and a lifetime of hope are on the line for hapless Maylin Jones in In a Holidays, the quintessential holiday romantic novel by Christina Lauren, the New York Times bestselling author of The Unhoneymooners. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but not for Maylin Jones. She's living with her parents, hates her going nowhere job, and has just made a romantic error of epic proportions. But perhaps worst of all, this is the last Christmas May will be at her favorite place in the world, the snowy Utah cabin where she and her family have spent every holiday since she was born, along with two other beloved families. Mentally melting down as she drives away from the cabin for the final time, May throws out what she thinks is a simple plea to the universe. Please, show me what will make me happy. The next thing she knows, tires screech and metal collides, everything goes black. But when May gasps gasps awake, 
She's on an airplane f- bound for Utah, where she begins the same holiday all over again. With one hilarious disaster after another, sending her back to the plane, May must figure out how to break free of the strange time loop and find finally get her true love under the mistletoe. Jam-packed with yuletide cheer, an unforgettable cast of characters, and Christina Lauren's trademark hijinks, this is swoon-worthy. This swoon-worthy romantic read will make you believe in the power of wishes and the magic of holidays. This is some fucking bullshit. Let me tell you, because <laughs> I like this book was just a hot mess from start to finish. And okay. okay, actually, it wasn't because at the beginning, this is how the trajectory of me of me reading this book went. I was like, okay. Okay. And you were super pumped for this, too. Okay. What? Huh? This doesn't make any sense. And then at the very end, I was like, that book sucked. (laughs) Like, at the beginning, I was super into it, and I was like, this is so fun. It's been so long since I've read something that had a bit of magic in it like that. Like, so... Basically, it's like Groundhog Day. She's She gets sent back to the beginning of this vacation three times. But it was like only three times. And it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why she was going back, how she was getting sent back, what she was doing to get sent back. Like, Because you know how in these kind of book slash movies it's like you're doing something wrong so the time loop sends you back but it was completely unclear what she was doing to go back and yeah she makes this wish at the beginning like oh show me what will will make me happy and okay i don't i don't really even know where to begin with this because it's such a weird and at the beginning, it's great because it's like all Christmassy and it's mm-hmm. just really cozy. You know, that like cozy Christmas feeling that you get when you're reading about family traditions and everybody's sitting around the fire and they're cooking a lot and they have all like all the gifts are being opened and blah, 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 all that stuff at the beginning. Actually, at the beginning, that stuff is at the like she's just describing what has happened because you start the book she's it's like boxing day i think and they're on their way out basically and the family that owns the cabin is announcing that they are gonna sell it because it's too much work and it's they don't want to they don't want to put the money into it they they don't have Mm -hmm. enough money to put to to fix it so and also it's mentioned that the night before she made out with one of the brothers of the family so it's it's like three families it's her parents college roommates there's so much like there's so much happening in this book like it's it's almost impossible to talk about it all but so it's three families they are all like met in college and then they had kids and they all come to the same cabin every year for christmas and so she grew up with these two brothers and she's had a crush on the older brother since she was like 12 or whatever. Same same yeah. as normal shit. But the night before she made out with a younger one. 
And she's like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. And then in the morning, he basically, like, brushes her off because they were both drunk and whatever. So he basically, she's, like, her pride is hurt because he's, Mm -hmm. like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Even though I think he has a crush on her. I was about to say, as you do. I've never encountered this in my life. No. So, like, does it ever really happen? No. No. Anyway, so she... They leave the cabin. Everybody's all depressed because they're not going to be able to come back next year. And yeah, she's like, please, universe, show me what will make me happy. Because she's kind of in a place where she doesn't like her job. She's living back with her parents. And things are not where she wants them to be. Yep. So a semi hits their car and she wakes up back in the plane. So she goes through everything again, and then she tells one of, like, her, one of the adults, I guess, like, one of the parents, but he's not a parent, he's just one, like, one of the friends who comes and hangs out there with them. And they have, like, some kind of special relationship. He's, like, I don't know. I I don't want to say a father figure because she has a dad, but, like, an uncle, maybe. Um, yeah, even like a like a kind of like godparenty kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, that's exactly right. So she tells him, and he's like, "Well, that's fucking weird, but I guess I believe you." Even though, like, who the fuck? If somebody came to you and they were like, "I went back in time and I've already lived this once," like, wouldn't you be like, "Yeah, okay, buddy." I'd be like, oh, "Okay," and then be like, "We need <laughs> to get them to the ER now." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there's some brain damage happening here. Yeah, they have clearly and, fallen. But, <laughs> okay, for, for the sake of the, the magic. plot. Yes, magic. You have to believe them. Anyway, after she does that, she falls down the stairs, gets sent back to, to the plane. So then the next time around, she goes a bit farther. She, like, stays one night, and then the next day they're making they're making snowmen or something. And that's, like, one of their family traditions. And a branch, a tree branch falls on her. And she gets sent back. Sent back. I feel but like she's not just really... meant to die. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was, like, at the end... Actually, I was, like, that would probably make this a really good book. If she just dies at the end. Yeah. Anyway. So, Maybe but that makes ultimate... me cool, but, like, whatever. <laughs> so then she gets sent back a third time, and she's basically like, fuck this, fuck everything. She's just gonna, like, fucking be weird. So she's acting like a total psychopath, and everybody's just fine with it, I guess. I don't know. And she just decides that she's just gonna say whatever she wants and do whatever she wants, because she doesn't know if she's gonna just get sent back anyway. Yeah. But once she starts doing what she wants... She starts, like, flirting with the guy who she has this huge crush on. And mm. so that that kind of sets everything in motion where she's just, like, kind of going for him in the way that she's always wanted to. Yeah. But then there's also the little brother, which... <sighs> so, like, as you go through the book, you realize that he definitely has a crush on her. And he at least, like, wants to spend time with her, but she's basically ignoring him because she feels weird about the shit that happened in the alternative timeline, which didn't really happen to him. So he's like, what the fuck? She's not hanging out with me. 
Yeah. And she's like flirting with his brother. It's just like, it just gets so messy by the end. Yeah. So basically at the end, you know what's going to happen. She gets together with the guy, but I actually thought she, so she gets together with the guy that she's had a crush on her whole life. And they realize they've been in love with each other forever. Blah, blah, blah. All that whole thing. And now I'm thinking it would have been better if she got together with a younger brother. That's exactly what I was thinking the entire time. I was thinking like she was going to realize like he's sensitive and not just a player because he kind of comes off as like a player kind of guy. But I thought that she was going to realize he wasn't that way and he actually had feelings for her this whole time and she would get together with the younger brother. That's what I thought was the, the story was going. Yeah. But, yeah. And I, w- I kind of wish it ha- had because the way that it comes together in the end, it just doesn't make any sense because she eventually tells this guy, she's like, I've been going back in time and I also made out with your brother in an alternate timeline. And then he gets pissed about that. So then they have like that's the that's that the, the third like, scene breakup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like the cli- the client like at the end. So they have sex or whatever, and she. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So if they're out in- did that to me, after <laughs> having sex, I would be like, "Girl, we need to get your head checked." Yes, oh, God, we need to get your head checked. Something wrong with you, bro. Like. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't right after they had sex, but anyway, it was like the next day. They went into town. She almost gets hit by a car or something in the street. And so she has a meltdown and she's just like, I'm just meant to die, apparently. She doesn't understand yeah. like what, what's supposed to be happening to her. And then she almost gets electrocuted or something. I don't know. It was such a weird like chain of events. This is I, I think like where she it started- needs like help and with like these like situations she keeps ending up in. Yeah. It, it, things start to fall apart around this part of the story actually like because like them getting together and stuff like having sex whatever that was all fine and then this is where it started to be weird because she like has a meltdown and she's like what's what's happening to me why is this happening to me sure i understand that but then she yeah. goes and tells this guy i'm in a time loop i made out with your brother and i don't know what's going on and he was like you made out with my brother what the fuck I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then she's like, oh no, I ruined I ruined any chance I had with him. And then she goes for a walk through the snowy forest and realizes that she just wants to be with him. And so she like draws a picture of them together as old people and gives it to him. And that's how they get back together. What the fuck? It was... <laughs> so... I And I was so on board. And I even like... It was, it was, I read it while I was still studying and I would like stay up past my bedtime to like read just an extra chapter. Cause I was like, I need to know what happens next. Like what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So at, at the beginning it was like, probably I would say two thirds of the book. It was like that. And then at the end it was just like, what happened? What just happened? Like it was so and so that's why that's what I mean when I say it kind of maybe makes sense that two people wrote it because it doesn't yeah. seem like the things that happened at the beginning match with what happened at yeah. the end. So I'm not sure what they're writing. That would be actually interesting to look up like what their method writing is. dynamic is, yeah. Yeah. 
like if one person writes half a story and the other person writes the second half because I feel like that's not that's going to end up poorly no matter how close your writing styles are mm-hmm. you're still going to have different I don't know yeah I and I just think like I, you could have done sorry go ahead no I was gonna say I've read a book before where like um it was two different authors and they wrote like different chapters but they were like alternate perspective yeah it was two different characters and they wrote like as one character so like the style of writing was very distinct but that was like how that character was portrayed that makes sense to me and that would probably be a really good book it was it was a teen fiction and um i can't remember who one of the authors was but one of them was john green who wrote um the fault in Mm. our stars looking for alaska Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the book was called will grayson will grayson um, because it was about oh. these two boys who that had the same name. Um, mm-hmm. so one of the Will Graysons was like written as like all lowercase, and then the other one was like with a capital W and a capital G. So you just had to mm. like that's how you differentiated between the two, but then also like the perspectives um too helped. It was really cool. Though. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel I can like see how um, that would work. YA fiction can like definitely get away with that, like. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more than maybe regular like adult fiction can yeah I just like and the, like reading the description it's like oh this is gonna be like kind of like a magical story and it's gonna come out in the end that she you know and I, I thought too in the end it would be like the magic of Christmas keeps them together even if they're not like in mm-hmm. the cabin anymore cause you know, I feel like yeah, you should, you know, that's a message of a lot of Christmas movies where it's like, yeah, you don't have to be, it's not the place that makes it special, it's the people. Yeah. And spending time with the people you love is the point of Christmas. So I thought yeah. that's where I was going. No, because she ended up, or no, her like godfatherish figure bought, ended up buying the cabin because he's rich and bought into Spotify early. And so he buys the cabin and renovates it and they get to stay. And that's where at the end of the book and the epilogue, they're there again in the summer for, for July 1st. And they, he proposes and her entire family, she didn't know that they were going to be there and they were there. That's how, that's how the book ends. So like happily ever after, very nice and lovely and all that kind of stuff. But not to critique, but the honeymooners also their epilogue is proposal too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, time. I feel like with romances, you can't like. There's nowhere else for you to go with, with an epilogue, yeah. right? It's true, but like, eh. which is fine. But anyway, she just didn't like. They didn't use that that magical like side enough. Yeah, there was that magical or, essence at the beginning that was kind of there, and then they kind of forgot about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because like, she only goes back like two times and then the third time she stays in that timeline the entire time and i guess maybe you could make the argument that it's because she was doing what she wanted instead of just Mm -hmm. letting life happen to her she was taking charge or whatever but and there there's really nothing they don't really talk about what like why she kept going back or what she was supposed like they never explicitly say or she never has the realization oh, 
I'm supposed well, to be doing things the way I want to do them instead of just letting life pass me by pretty much. What would have been a cool way is when she went off for that walk is that she randomly sat on like a park bench and there was somebody who came along and like sat with her and then we're like, like you are in control of your fate. Like it, the magic is within your hands and then like they disappeared. That Ooh, would have been yeah, like that kind of like magical moment. Yeah. Yeah, so they just didn't use that magical side enough. Yeah. Um, also, it totally gave me Manic Pixie Dream Girl vibes because, like, her entire family, like, she was acting like a total psychopath and the most, like, selfish person in the world and saying all this crazy shit, like, don't do this because this is going to happen and then it did happen or whatever. And they were all just like, oh, May, you crazy girl. And they still, like, we still love you just as much even though you're acting insane. Like a nut. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, like, you've made some bad choices, but it's okay. You don't have any consequences for those actions because you're perfect and beautiful. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) And, like, I I understand that like you know your fa- to on the one hand your family is supposed to love you no matter what unconditionally but also they should also be the ones to be like listen you're being kind of an asshole and you need to get and your shit together weird af like what the fuck is yeah. going on with you yeah and so that was kind of an annoying part which I yeah. And, like, same thing with the guy. Like, they, they just weren't... I, don't, I didn't find it to be realistic, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said... You know, I, I'm not really sure what the message is supposed to be in the end. Other than maybe... Do what you want. And mm-hmm. take charge of your life. But it was nice, because it did kind of remind me about how much I like... I do like fantasy books and I like books with magic and I'm like mm-hmm. remember remember like reading Harry Potter for the first time and like being completely immersed in that kind yeah. of world where it's like you're learning about a different way of living and it's like magical in that way and like uh, I just miss books like that so if you guys have any recommendations for like fantasy kind but not I don't want the ones that are like 900 pages long, you know? <laughs> right. So I was going to say, I picked up um, a, court of th- a Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. Yeah. The other day, which is like um, Sarah J. Maas mm-hmm. writes them. And they're like all over the place. They're all over book talk and everything. And people talk about like, yeah. they. it's like people who have like very different names and stuff. And I was yeah. like fuck it i'm just gonna read them i'm gonna see what all the fucking hype is about and i picked it up the other day and then i was like you know what i need to be buying christmas presents for other people and i put it down um but i've looked at them a few times and i think it's just there's something that's just not excuse me that's just not quite hitting the mark for me so i'm just like yeah it's almost like i'm like i get that too this is a bit much for me so i keep putting them back um, but maybe someday I'll do one for like just to see how it is and I'll talk about it on here. But um, yeah. Um, There's a podcast that. actually that follows us on Instagram. 
friends talking fantasy podcast oh yeah and they always like our stuff and they they specifically talk about um about fantasy books so i thought it might be nice maybe we'll send them a bit of a message or something be like what do you recommend for some like for people who don't normally read fantasy because like i've read and like outlander i consider to be fantasy so that's that but like again they're like i've been reading the same outlander book since like february because it's like this this thick yeah so like if they're and and evan made a good point the other day he was like well for adults i think adults need more detail to like suspend disbelief so that's why they're so big and same thing with game of thrones like you need that much more time i guess to explain the different nuances of the world when it's like an, an adult book but yeah. ah yeah you know i'm just i'm always chasing that feeling of reading harry potter for the first time and just getting connected to all those characters and yeah learning about a new world yeah maybe we'll yeah. shoot those guys a message and see what they say cuz and Sounds also good. Be- because of this podcast format it's hard to read like a 900 page book in yeah. time to do the episode but if we gave us ourselves like a really big timeline to do it in, then we would might be okay. Yeah, that's an option as well. Anyway, I just think that so you know, it did do that for me that yeah. it made me want to read more books with like magic a magic component. Yeah, and on that note too, like it is important for us, like more recently we've done a lot of romance books and that generally is more what we like too. But we shouldn't also shrug away from like doing something that's completely different reading wise like yeah and i normally the don't beauty and of I, reading too like i think it's so magical yeah. that we can just like all of a sudden pick something up like i tried to read um train spotting and at the time it just wasn't working for me so like i just put it down for now it's still sitting on my shelf over there like i'll get to yeah. it um mm-hmm. it, sh- mm-hmm. it just was like a tougher read for me at the time and sometimes it's just not like in your wheelhouse to be doing stuff at certain times but yeah anyway sorry yeah back to the hall yeah i mean it's always yeah always good to revisit things because you never know your Mm -hmm. taste may have changed yeah um yeah so it did do that for me at least i just think that if you're gonna include magic like that in a book like you have to fucking commit to it and you have to like work through it and put in the work to to make it magical little spark the whole way yeah yeah exactly and yeah like yeah it basically drops off the face of the earth. Like after after she comes back for the third time, it was you could have you could have just had that as the story. Like it didn't taking the magic yeah. out wouldn't have really changed the story. But like looking back on that, like and her maybe not understanding what was happening either. Like fuck, I'd be getting myself checked out for a tumor. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I just think, yeah, you you have to commit to it if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. You can't just forget about it halfway through the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anyway, so suffice to say, I did not enjoy this book. I gave it a three out of five. I think that might be the lowest one I've ever given. I think you've and, given threes before. Okay, and it just like it was good. It, the problem was it was so good, and then all of a sudden it just was at the end. I was like. That was not good. And I was enjoying it. And then 
it just all fell apart. Yeah. Um, and I felt validated because on Goodreads, a lot of the people said the same thing. Okay. So I felt, yeah, it has a... The same day that I picked up that Sarah J. Moss book, I also picked up that book and was like, huh, um... Maybe this book would be good. And then I was just like, uh, it's jumping around timelines a lot. And I'm not sure about the whole, like, waking up in the same day thing again. I don't... In movies, I can kind of, like, understand it a bit more. But with books, just something doesn't click with me with that. Yeah. Well, I'd say give it a skip. And after I was looking at the, like, so on the on its page on Goodreads, it has, like, readers also enjoyed Mm-hmm. And there's the um, the holiday swap, mm-hmm. and that was the one I almost did. But that's why I asked you, like, which one you were doing, because I know I think you sent me that one as like, oh, these might be cute to do for the Christmas episode. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do that one in case she does it. But I didn't end up doing that one. I don't know if yeah, I like I know. remember like say- saying specifically what I was doing, but yeah. Are are you all done? Wrapped up? I'm, I'm done. I okay. uh, don't read that book, and I don't know. Now that you said that the other, her other, or their other ones were good, maybe I'll give them a try. But after that, I was like, "Fuck well, this!" <laughs> maybe we need to have a little conversation because I, yeah, I don't think you would like them. And now that I've heard okay. what you said, I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds eerily familiar to like <laughs> the on honeymooners," which was just the book like either before or after that one so like mm, I don't know. yeah it must have been before because oh yeah because it it's mentioned about... in that book yeah yeah anywho um so my book i did i well this month and we were meant to record earlier in the month fuck like i said before life has been difficult for me i've just had a lot going on and i found it really difficult to like get all my ducks in a row let alone like other stuff so i like recapped a book i listened to in like 2020 and it is the 12 dates of christmas by jenny bayless and this was the first audible audiobook i listened to Mm -hmm. and i wasn't entirely sure that i liked it at the time and kind of like going in and out snippets that like I have a few reasons for that and I think I still kind of stand be- behind them. Um, so there, I suppose I should read the back of the book here. So there's like a little bit and it says, "'Tis the season for finding romance in this hilarious and uplifting holiday read. When it comes to relationships, 34-year-old Kate Turner is ready to say, Bah humbug. The sleepy town of Blexford, England isn't exactly (laughs) brimming with prospects and anyway kate's found fulfillment in her career as a designer and her delicious side job baking for her old friend matt's neighborhood cafe but then her best friend signs her up for a dating agency that promises to help singles find love before the holidays 23 days until christmas 12 12 dates with 12 different men the odds must finally be in her favor, right? Yet, with each new date more disastrous than the one before, and the whole town keeping tabs on her misadventures, Kate must remind herself that sometimes love 
like mistletoe, shows up where it's least expected. And maybe, just maybe, it's been right under her nose all along. So it's set in this fictional place in England. And... Yeah... Sorry, I just also saw, like, see how, like, there's the popular questions at the top of Goodreads? Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, is Mm -hmm. this book a clean romance or a steamy one? And somebody was like, extremely clean. Um, (laughs) And now that I remember of it, like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, no steamy, smutty sex scenes at all. It's just, like, pure holiday. And the book is really cute. Like, she's a designer. Um, You probably know Liberty Fabrics. You heard of them? No. They're like this really I have? like high-end like fabric company and they have like beautiful designs. I don't know. You might have seen it. I have like a swell water bottle that's like flowery. Um mm-hmm. I've had it for a while, so like you might have seen it around. Um yeah. that's actually a Liberty fabric that's like on that. Um interesting. So, like, they do a lot of, like, print stuff. And a lot of it is, like, tends to be more floral-themed. But, like, they do a bunch of different stuff. Anyway, by the end of this book, you fucking know that she works for Liberty. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it is rammed down your throat. Um, about how she loves her job. Actually, the water bottle is sitting right across me. Sorry, I just spied it. Um, holy shit. Like... <laughs> It rattled me at the time and it rattled me again. <laughs> I am so happy for, like, and it says, like, even in the title, like, um, Kate's found fulfillment in her career as a designer. Yeah, well, good fucking news for her. Like, <laughs> and sometimes it does annoy me when there's, like, those tropes of, like, oh, she's doing this dead end job. Oh, she's just doing this because she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life oh she's yeah doing this. it's great sometimes to have that like powerful like yeah i'm doing what the fuck i want and i'm good at it like yeah what are you gonna do um yeah but this was just like all right we get she fucking works at liberty jesus christ um yeah. and it was just a lot and then she would talk about like all of a sudden she would see something outside the window and she'd have to go draw it <laughs> And, like, there's inspiration for berries and flowers everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was just over it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Second time mm-hmm. round, I was like, yeah, I remember why I didn't like that part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was fairly sweet. Like, it was, like, squeaky clean. And she was living i feel like there was some sort of situation and she decided to move back home or maybe she always lived back home i can't really remember um because like i said i listened to snippets because i was like i need like a rough refresher but i kind of like glossed through it i was like i'll remember Mm -hmm. Mm. um so she was in her home like it was where she grew up this village and like, the baker guy, Matt, they used to obviously spend a lot of time around the property that his cafe was. I can't remember. I think that was, like, his house growing up, too. And there was, like, an a- an apple tree in the backyard that they had, like, a tire swing on, or they always used to climb. There was some significance to this tree. And, <laughs> like, there was, like, always this attachment to it and stuff. Anyway. I, I was just like, oh, this 
fucking tree again. Like, there were, like, several things that, like, really annoyed me about the book. Um, And one of them, I think, was the narrator. But again, it was, like, one of the first audiobooks I read. And this time around, she didn't bother me as much. So I'm like, "Mm, maybe that was just... I hadn't... I wasn't used to listening to audiobooks. Yeah. Um, And also, certain English accents great on me, too. So, like... (laughs) Maybe she was just grating on me at the time. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So the whole premise was, yeah, she'd have a whole bunch of these dates. So it would be like 12 dates leading up to Christmas to ultimately find the person. And that was like really inter- like an interesting premise. And there was this like manor house that was like just up the way from the village. And they were like kind of hosting this situation but then they would maybe like go off site for like going to some date thing somewhere else and then there would be another one that was like as a function up at the manor house like it was all fine and then there was some people that she really got along with um and the dates and then like the next it just started getting worse and worse especially one particular sorry sorry um so is it like is it like a dating show or is it like no no oh, it's just so like there's, a there's a manner that's doing this like special event leading up to christmas and you have to go to like a house and well, there's this manor house that's right by the village and it's kind of like hosting the dating agency like okay. for like people in the area um so I was just gonna say it reminds me i just watched the show i like i feel like i've said on this podcast before but um i don't really like a lot of reality tv but Mm -hmm. for a while there i was like i just can't deal with anything else right now so i was watching this show it's on cray or it's on like hbo max it's called my dad your mom or something like that and these kids (laughs) these kids like um put their parents like up for the show and they Uh, like basically go to this retreat and then the kids are like watching their every move basically from another retreat down the road or whatever and then they can like meddle in dates so they can like send romantic things if they feel like they want their parents to get together or anyway it was kind of interesting so it just made me think of that like being at a manor house and like having like a dating so the dating agency was meant to be like this verifiable like thing and obviously like her friends were kind of skeptical of this Except mm-hmm. for the one who signed her up. Like, yeah. But I think Matt was a bit like, eh, seems a bit sketch, but like, whatever. So goes and does this thing. The, I'm pretty sure the first date was like really good. Um, And you could like say if you got on really well with the person, like you could say, yeah, I'd like to meet them again. So they would like match you up with them. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, that dude's great. Or, but then I think like the name tags had been switched. So it was with the wrong person. So it was like, oh, shit, that sucks. Um, there was somebody else who had like a kid and I think that's the one that she got on really well with but then at one point she showed up for a date and sometimes I just hate when like situations are like led to be like kind of this like unfortunate event because people aren't using their mouths and talking to like explain <laughs> yeah. something so yeah. it seems way more awkward than it actually would be but she was like this guy, she was like, oh, you're my date, like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I'm really not interested in you. And she's like, what? 
like the hell like want rude um yeah but it turns out the guy's gay so like duh um, okay. like yeah he just like got matched up with her by mistake so then the dating agency was like oh we're really sorry sorry we don't have anybody else to like match you with tonight like um it was like a huge misunderstanding but i was just like it just yeah some of the things were start a with farcical. that yeah. yeah and like the dates weren't good towards the end and stuff and then it came to like the crux where she was meant to be with matt Mm, oh her, yeah her, like, i knew it lifelong I knew childhood it. friend yeah any guy that has a name in the book back page yep yeah <laughs> um i nearly asked you as i was reading it i was like should i ask her if she knows who she gets with um but you would have gotten it um <laughs> yeah, <I would've. laughs> yeah and like it was nice but i think she must have spent time when she was like learning to like become a designer and stuff living in London and coming back was a relatively new thing because he had like never moved from the village. Sure, um, of course not. They yeah. never do. And I don't know. It was like all of your like typical tropey stuff about Christmas, but I don't know. Maybe just Christmas books aren't for me either. Like, I, I I'm not know. sure either. Yeah. Because like and it seems like they're really selling them this year. Like this seems to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was I don't know. I'm just not really here for it. Like I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, I just feel like, like my Christmas in movies, not but Yeah, it could be. I think maybe what it's like they can be normal romance novels, and that's one thing. But then trying to force that extra, like, vibe. bit of... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying to force that extra vibe of Christmas in there maybe is what's not doing... I, I think it just tends it. to go towards the cheese. And I'm a lover of, yeah. like, it being really cheesy and like that. Sure. But there's a time and a place yeah. for it. And if you're already doing a romance novel, you're already having an element of cheese in with that. And maybe mm-hmm. it's just too strong of a cheese for me. It's one I, yeah. the, I don't like the smell of or something. Like, I don't know. Like Yeah. Yeah. But. Actually, you know what? I think I, and I've told you the, about this book before too, but maybe, I don't know if you've read it yet. Um, This time next year by Sophie Oh, Cousins, you told I me think. about this book and I've like yet to I read know. it. It's, it's not Leave Christmassy it. really, but um, they're like the people, the two people who are like the book is about is they're bo- both born on New Year's Eve. So, like, the book starts on New Year's Eve and then ends on New Year's Eve. So, that was that was kind of nice because it wasn't, like, about New Year's Eve. Like, the book, and it follows them throughout the year. So, it's not really about the holiday at all. It's just that's when it takes place. And I think that I would probably this. be... I feel like I told you about it like a while ago, but I, and yeah, I, I, th- I listened like to the they're... I listened to the audiobook and I liked the audiobook a lot. I feel like I read this. Does she get locked in a bathroom? Mm-hmm. I've read this mm-hmm. book or listened to this book. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Did you like it? Do you remember? I <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just like yeah. yeah so I mean yeah, and then I, I was like bathroom. <laughs> There's something about bathroom here. Yeah, and I felt like that did that book did a good job of like having that feeling that like Mm -hmm. warm holiday feeling without it being like 
you have like you have to know that this book is about oops holiday yeah yeah so I I, there's that. a fine line to to cr- to cross there yeah and i honestly now that i've listened to both and like fair enough my recap was way shorter like but i feel like we get the gist yeah. of what was happening like and it was just yeah. it wasn't that it was all over the place but she kept also having all of these like run-ins with matt like randomly oh um, of course but then i was like annoyed because i was like why is this fucker here all the time <laughs> he's annoying me like what the fuck and i was like you're meant to be supportive of your friend like all of this stuff and he wasn't being because obviously he had feelings for her and it was just like yeah i don't know i was rattled like <laughs> um and i in all honesty it put me off audiobooks for a while and i love audiobooks now but like it like yeah. put me off for a little bit because i was like oh fuck it was just terrible like it was this fucking book um yeah but i think it was just like the actual book and in all honesty it's got a pretty decent review like um hmm. and i probably would like read it again well it's a 3.61 on goodreads which is not bad. oh it was worse than mine mine was 3.74 oh, right. <laughs> okay maybe not then um but like also part of me like if you're having like romance novels i understand that like certain people have to have it like clean i like a little bit of spice in my life like um sure yeah yeah and mine was like a bit spicy it described them having sex a couple times so it wasn't and i I mean it wasn't like crazy like you know crawl for it bitch or whatever Mm -hmm. that like some some books are but like it was you know it gave you just the right amount so yeah i don't know if this one would be considered like a closed door i don't know if there was anything in it but yeah yeah, some of the sorry, I'm looking through some of the reviews right now, and it was like cute holiday story, but p- poor execution at times, and that kind of like sums it up best for me. Like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And also, like some of these memories too are from 2020, when mm. the world was rough, mm. and I did have like and a little 2020 the Christmas day, was but- rough. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think you, I, my summation of it was still pretty accurate. Like, it was all <laughs> right. Like, it got me kind of, like, in that holiday mood, but, like, not, like, yeah. It wasn't. Not the same way as a movie. No, not the same way. And maybe just certain things. I felt the same. In certain formats. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I about felt the same way. you that you should like a certain format over another. How you consume your art is your own choice. But yeah. that's not for me. Holiday romances. Yeah. 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 I anyway. I think I'd be willing to give it another try, but... Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say no at the first hurdle, but, like, it just doesn't give me much hope when you don't really like yours much either. You know what I would fucking read the shit out of? Uh-huh. If Beth O'Leary did a Christmas romance. I bet that I bet that would be amazing. Beth, if well, you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. In um the no show, um there's like elements of that because when it comes up to December, isn't there that big Christmas mm-hmm. party? Yeah, well yeah. 
Don't they do like a virtual Christmas party or something? Isn't that where they have that like big manor place too? So. Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. That's a. I think it's a new New Year's New Year's party. Yeah. So it has that kind of like. Or no, is it holiday Bella? vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. No, I totally. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I seem to remember like one of them having like Christmassy time with like getting a tree and all that kind of like or going to markets. I seem to remember. I think that was maybe Siobhan that had all of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would make more logical sense if it was. Um, yeah. 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 Maybe she should like lean into that for one time. I'm excited yeah. to see what her next like what like the more details about the next book. Me too. Me too. I'm always excited for anything she does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fuck it. What did you yeah. rate it? I don't... Did Three you give a rating? Three stars. Okay. Yeah. Like- wow. Wow. I think that was the... This is the first time, like, first episode where we both hated it. Yeah. And I wouldn't say hate. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for other people, not Sorry. For me. Hate's a strong word. oh well we did it yay yay well okay um we hope that you all have a lovely holiday season whatever it is that you're celebrating um yeah also i know that it can be a hard time of year for some people as well so thinking about you as well take care of yourselves make sure that Mm -hmm. you're getting what you need as well and also remember that it doesn't need to be perfect i know that a lot of people have the feeling that they need to make the holiday special for everybody else but also think about you what would make the holiday special for you if that's yeah. rest you should take some rest yeah maybe just doing something small and special for yourself whether that's like having a small glass of wine having a bubble bath like mm. taking that moment to read the book that you've been putting off for months do those yeah. little special moments because sometimes those can just be like the best times over the Christmas season or holiday yeah. season, whatever you celebrate. Sometimes just those moments of where like you actually get to like reflect on your own. Those are the best. Um, yeah. I'm also like a hella nostalgic person and love oh. like thinking about the past and everything. And this yeah. is one of my <laughs> favorite times of the year because I feel like there's so much time to like talk about people and like not talk about people, but like talk about like people that have been in my life and like yeah yeah reflect and also you know you also have the the new year's part of it where you're looking forward to the future and you're making resolutions which i never follow through on my resolutions but maybe this year i will yeah it's always nice to think that you might do better next year and you know what even if that's reading all the books in your goodreads like thing that Mm. you've done for next year like that's a resolution um, yeah yeah exactly yeah. or just like doing things that make you happy yeah which we did this year look at this yeah we've done this for a whole year now whole year and we got to come visit that... each other like we oh, had the best yeah. of time this year and well there was also some some yeah. really hard parts not gonna lie oh my god were there ever <laughs> But I think ultimately it was a pretty good year, would would you say? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. As much as I'm like, oh my god, life is horrible right now. 
we moved back to be closer to our families and stuff so it's been like a whole different experience of like shifting with that and like I decided like the very beginning of January to go back to school to go into education and now I've already finished my first term and my first practicum and I passed everything so yay look at you Um, yeah that's that's the cause a year ago this was like not even like in my wheelhouse of thinking I was going to be doing this so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's why yeah what were we saying at the beginning it can always get better like it'll get better I promise it can get better and this time of year is one of those things where we need to be mindful of that and listen to your body if you need rest take it yeah, and I want to say, I want to make it 100% clear, I understand that when you're in that space, it does having somebody tell you, like, it'll get better, oh. doesn't feel like it's useful at all. Not at but, all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I'm not even sure. Like, you just have to take it one day at a time, and you also have to make sure that you're making decisions for yourself to... Mm-hmm like you know get to the place you want to be and I know that sometimes it feels like when you take one step forward you're taking 10 steps back but that one step forward will get you there eventually I promise I promise and we're like creatures of constantly learning we're constantly learning and being able to move forward so if you feel like you're stuck in a place that's never actually the case in that moment that you feel mm-hmm. like you're stuck you're still learning about yourself and continually moving forward oh, it just doesn't feel sure. like it yeah yeah and our brains are really good at tricking us into thinking that we're worthless and we're not going to get where we want to be but you have to overcome your own brain i know it sounds silly but you really have yeah. to do it you have to tell your brain to shut up sometimes and it's a hard thing yep. to do but you gotta do it. Um, anyway, anyway, that's our TED talk <laughs> on um, counseling session. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fully two people who probably need kidding. therapy the most. Um, exactly. <laughs> um. So on that note, since we've been doing this for a year, we're going to be having a very special um, anniversary episode in january so it'll be towards the end of january let me see if i can find a date for you please hold probably january 26th great january 26th will be our very special anniversary episode so please join us if you've been with us this whole year we'd love to hear from you your favorite books that we've done Mm -hmm. Or any books you want to see us do in the next year. Because we're always open to ideas. Um, But on that episode, we will be discussing The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Which was the first book that brought us together. I'm probably going to cry on that episode, to be honest. Probably. Have you watched the TV show? I haven't yet. I am waiting for some time to do that. and But I just started re- so I figured I wouldn't read the book again. I would just listen to it because the first time I read it. So now I'm mm-hmm. listening to it and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. But it's just, yeah, it's just a yeah. great book. Um, So read that along with us if you'd like or what, or whatever don't. you do. You, if you if you don't want to, if you just want to listen to it, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, 
follow us on Instagram uh, at Dear Bear Book Club. And if you want to send us an email, if you're old school like that, um, you can send us an email at dearbearbookclub at gmail.com. And Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah. We're going to go spend some. Yeah. We're going to go spend some time with our families and have some rest and probably read a lot of books, at least for me anyway. I'm not sure about you. Oh, yeah. I know this you're going to be around a lot of people. Oh, yeah. For that part, <laughs> not. Um, but like pretty much every day that I have off, I want to be beside the Christmas tree in a blanket having tea continuously. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah. While reading a Perfect. book or listening to a book, whatever I decide. That yeah. Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks okay. for listening, everybody. Thanks we'll for see listening. you soon. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.